I had a family member sit down, teach me how to trade for an entire year. My sister and I went to go live with my uncle. We've seen him day trade for years and years and years. I don't know if you are familiar with TradeStation at all, but there was this sound that we heard every time he got in that is ingrained into our childhood and is order filled. He's coming up on like almost 30 years now of trading. The amounts of money that he told me he lost would make me throw up. Like, oh my God, I can't even imagine. He truly did the entire process of trial and error and came up with his own little strategy that, that works. This podcast is brought to you by Blue Guardian, the fastest growing prop firm in 2023. Episode 237. Folks, we've got Tory Trades coming up here on the show in a second. It's a fantastic interview. And the funniest thing here is I started to wonder whether or not her uncle that she talks about, who taught her how to trade, been trading for 30 years, was actually ICT. She talked about Uncle Mike. You're going to find out in the show, and you're also going to find out how she trades in a video we shot afterwards where she breaks down her full-on trading strategy. So it confirms everything. All right, folks, it's coming up in a second. You're going to hear from my sponsor now, and then we'll get on with the show. Our sponsor, Blue Guardian, is the only prop firm that gives their traders a tool to protect them from hitting their max daily loss and over-trading. It's super simple to use. Just set the Guardian protector each day from your dashboard. Did you also know that they've just released an unlimited time evaluation with a zero trading days requirement giving you plenty of time to hit their low 8 and 4% targets making it super fast to get funded plus it's cheaper than the 40 day time limit evaluation check out the link and coupon in the description to get 10% off your next Blue Guardian evaluation alright folks here we are on trading up we've got Tory Trades in the house all the way over there in Nashville Tennessee welcome to the show Tory thanks Cam thanks for having me well, you've been, you've been on my list of um, my hit list for a long time, and it just so happens that it's all fallen into place and we managed to get you on here today. So um, a trendline trader with support and resistance, which I'm really intrigued to dive into in a bit a bit later on. But to start off with, uh, I want to hear how you got into, into trading and your journey today and how you got to where you are now. Absolutely. So I, I got to give all credit to a family member. So if I hadn't had a family member teach me how to do this, I can guarantee I wouldn't be right here. I wouldn't be here having this conversation with you. I just can't see any, you know, alternative universe reality where this just happens on its own. I I just, so maybe I would have pursued something else, but I had a family member sit down, teach me how to trade for an entire year. My sister and I went to go live with my uncle and my aunt and my cousin. And we're like, okay, this is what he does. He's, we've seen him day trade for years and years and years. I don't know if you, um, are familiar with TradeStation at all, but there was this sound that we heard every time he got in that is ingrained into our childhood and is order filled. Like we (laughs) heard that sound our entire childhood. So, but we didn't really truly know what he did or what he was doing, you know, in, in the room with all the computer screens until finally in my like early twenties, he's like, okay, I I'm going to show you guys how to do this. And we're like, okay, here we go. So an entire year, he showed my sister and I how to trade and What's cool is since I lived with him, we would, we'd wake up and like over breakfast, we'd be talking about, you know, psychology. And then during the day, we'd be going over charts, drawing the trend line, seeing, okay, what does he call this trend line? How do we draw the trend line? What happens if one gets crossed? And then dinner, we'd be talking about fundamentals or like how he says we shouldn't be incorporating the news with our strategy and it should just be purely price action and all of this thing. So an entire year we spent, you know, getting up in the morning and going to sleep, talking about trading. So it was a full on like, if you want to call it a, a mentorship or a internship, or it was just a full year long of just like pure knowledge, getting right into it. <laughs> and, and do you think it was because you were at that age of like, you know, sort of twenties that it 
was something you were actually wanting to learn? I mean, what, what, because I mean, there must have been an element of passion there or, or was it this the fact that you were sort of captured, you know, captured in the room there and you couldn't get away <laughs> from it? Or, you know, did, how did you get, what was the thing that hooked you in? So one thing that I had noticed is that he was home all the time. Like, and I remember asking my cousin, I'm like, my dad's never home. Your dad is home all the time. Like he is home. And so is your mom. And I'm like, and they took us on trips. We'd go to like, you know, Niagara Falls or like Disney World, or we would go on these cool trips with, you know, that side of the family. I'm like, what do you guys do? And I truly wanted to have a lifestyle very similar to that. I wanted to be home all the time. I wanted to take family on trips. I wanted to be the one to be like, okay, you know what? We're all going to Disney World. Get in the car. Let's go. Or, you know, we're taking a trip across the world. Let's go. I want to be, you know, that part of the family that can take, you know, nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, whatever. So that was the most intriguing part was his lifestyle. It wasn't even necessarily the, the trading part. And to be honest with you, you saying that, you know, was it the fact that I was in my early twenties and I was looking even, even after he had taught me, it took me a few years for me to truly take it seriously. Cause there's, you know, there's a time where if, you know, someone gives you something, you, you don't take it as seriously. And especially when it's given to you for free. So you got to truly like find that within yourself put in the actual effort, put in the hours, whether you're paying for something and putting in your money towards it, or, you know, you're dedicating hours of your life towards it. I truly had to finally actually put in my own work to truly take it seriously. That's one thing that I do regret in the past was not taking it seriously right off the gun. Yeah. And, and I, I, the reason I asked the question is because I've got two daughters and uh, oh. they like that. They, they, I mean, I've tried to teach them stuff and it's like impossible, literally impossible. I mean, one of them, the youngest one is more interested than the, the eldest one, but okay. the eldest one's got zero interest. It's like, you know, I've managed <laughs> to get it to do, I think half an hour work for me um, okay. in, in the last two years. The other one actually did sit down at a price chart and did trade for an hour by herself oh, looking impressive. for one okay. pattern, which was, which was impressive. Yeah. I was like, you know, this is this is crazy that she's done that. And then I can't remember what went wrong, but anyway, some software issue, and then she never went back to it, and that was wow. it. But I think it might be the same as you, where it'll come around, and you know, yes. eventually when the when the, the time is right. So, so unless you so, have okay, some so you, of competition between the two, uh, yeah, look, no. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't even know if I can do that. Like they're, they're so different. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. If, if there was any form of competition towards my sister and I, I don't care what it was, we were doing it. So right, that didn't right. help in our, in our sense. Okay. So, so this um, uncle of yours, I mean, how did he, how did he, uh, and I'm assuming this was your only mentor. Is that right? Yeah. Only one. Okay. All I got. And how did he go about like sort of other than these little snippets of education around talking about trend lines and uh, psychology and that sort of thing? How did he, um, I suppose, take it to the next level and get serious or was that just all you um so it i mean the entire year i truly wanted to between the two things of you know being in competition with my sister i wanted to do better than her and i wanted to make him proud so between the two i was like okay you know what i'm gonna see this through at least till the end so i i grasped the concept the strategy i was able to you know show him trades we'd go through them all the time i mean it was so cool it was the funnest thing to be you know at the end of the day sit down to dinner and be like all right, Uncle Mike, look at these trades that I made. I did this, I got in here, and he'd be like, okay, you did great, excellent. Or mm, I think that you maybe took a, a gamble on that one. You didn't quite use the strategy. Mm. So, and you can truly see with, you know, when it comes to the, the trend line strategy, if you get in too late on a breakout, that shows hesitation or whatever it may be if you didn't wait for the retest. There's a lot of different aspects to the, the trend line specifically, but 
it was the funnest thing though, during that entire year to just yeah. be like learning how to get good at something. And the fact that it was all in the simulated markets, but knowing that, okay, these are dollars, like one day, these yeah. dollars will be real dollars. So it was, it was a very fascinating thing. And did you ever find out how he learned the strategy or did he come up with a strategy? Oh yeah. Yeah. So he, and a lot of people ask this and they think that maybe he's this first of all, fictional character, which is hilarious. Some people are like, is he even real? I'm like, yes, guys, come on. And then the second thing is that they think maybe he's like this institutional trader or he he truly is a retail trader through and through. He, you know, learned a strategy on his own. He sold, you know, a few businesses in the past, really a long time ago. He started trading when you had to like make phone calls and like place a trade. And he's got boxes and boxes of like printout trades and paper trades. Yeah. Um, but he truly had to spend... He's coming up on like almost 30 years now of trading, not quite, but close. And he truly had to go through the entire trial and error phase of being a retail trader. He had to go through different strategies, trying different indicators, losing tons of money, and then finally putting things together and saying, you know what? Turns out it, it can only be, or it can actually be this simple. And I can, you know, maintain consistency was the main thing. We, we just want consistency, whether it is a small amount Maybe it doesn't have to be this intricate strategy that gets us maximum profit. If I can just maintain consistency through these trend lines and support and resistance, that's all I need. I just need consistency. And that was truly what he had gathered through those entire you know, years of trial and error. And the amounts of money that he told me he lost would make me throw up. Like, oh my God, I can't even imagine. <laughs> but he, the, the fact that he curated this strategy in a sense you know, decided to give trend lines different terminologies, call them different things so that it would help your psychology when you're in trades. So he truly, you know, did the entire process of trial and error and came up with his own little strategy that that works. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And and does he sort of keep in contact with you now and see what you're doing and and give you advice and tips or anything like oh, that? Yeah. Or just is he sort of, you know, happy that you've managed to make it work? Oh, dude, it's the coolest. So the fact that um, I am the only person in the family the entire family. He's taught everyone. So not only me and my sister, he has taught every member in our family, even friends, even extended friends. And I am the only one that kept it up. I oh, really? I, I feel quite proud of myself, but he is incredibly proud. So I went to go see him actually, um, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, right after the FX summit. And I just was, I was a ball of excitement. I was like, I went to this FX summit and we, you know, we're talking about trading. It's like a thousand people, maybe even more all together that all do the same thing. We're all passionate about this weird thing, trading. And I, you know, I told him my best month that I had, my best trade. And we went over it and I was asking him, you know, I'm trying to migrate into swing trading now. What are your thoughts on that? And he actually has almost swayed my opinion on swing trading, which we'll get into a little bit later. Mm, but okay. so, yeah, it's, it's the coolest thing being able yeah. to talk to him about it. <laughs> And, and what about your sister? So she obviously didn't didn't make it in the end. I mean, what happened? <laughs> is she now sort of like looking back going, oh, I wish I had or very happy with what well, she's what's doing? What's funny is now that my my social media has, you know, kind of became a lot more popular, now family is like, man, I think I want to get back into it. And now that they can mm. kind of see me have the success, now they're, all their curiosity is starting to get kind of sparked again. Uh, my sister is considering it. His daughter, um, my cousin, is now wanting to get back into it. And I think, I, I don't want to, I think it's maybe because of me and, you know, my social media and sharing my, you know, results and my journey. And yeah. She's always known and she could have always asked, but I think it's just, it's just different seeing it on social media. And it also, you know, ignites some of that FOMO. Uh, so family is starting to get, you know, a little bit 
curious yeah, about it again. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting because, um, I mean, I, I suppose uh, it is one of those things, isn't it? It's, it's got to be the right time for you. You got to have the right motivation and the right for whatever reason. I don't know what it Absolutely. is, but um so so you so you learned from him you you went on to your own journey i mean how did that how did the struggles start in the early days what were they like um the the very first speed bump that i ran into was one not taking it very seriously i wasn't consistent so i would so after i had left you know i'd moved to california after i'd done my entire year mentorship with him and i moved to california and then i would maybe trade for like a week and then take like a week off and then I trade for a week and then take like two weeks off. And then there, I found myself like a whole month. I wouldn't even be trading. And this would, it'd be a, an, a vicious cycle until I finally was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make this work. Like this is, this is something that I dedicated a year to. I know how to do this thing, but now I need to develop the, the motivation and the consistency within myself. So that was the very first thing was just taking it seriously and be consistent with it. And that took, that took, oh, I'd say a year in itself. And, and why do you think that was that you were like, you know, doing a week on week off and then sort of slowly letting it slip, slip through? Because I think that, I mean, I've, I've, I've suffered from that sometimes where like I'll, I'll be really consistent and then take a couple of days off even. And then all of a sudden it just stretches out into like, you yeah. know, next minute's a month. And I'm like, no, I'm not trading the strategy. I'm now doing something else. Why yes. is that? Why, why do you think that was? Any ideas? Um, The first thing I'm thinking is going back to like the fact that I didn't, I didn't invest my own money or my own time into learning this. It was given to me. So mm-hmm. that was the first thing. And then the, I mean, there were just so many emotions that you go through when you don't get immediate success or that immediate gratification or satisfaction in, in the trading or just the results. You're like, mm. so then I would have, I'd have moments where I'm like, did my uncle really teach me what he does? Because this isn't working, you know, or I'd have like, I'd go through these, these cycles of like, being resentful towards the market, thinking that there's somebody on the other side of the screen going in the opposite way every time I get in or thinking that, man, maybe my uncle didn't truly teach me what he does. Mm -hmm. So it's, you go through the cycles until you develop the confidence and the consistency and you take it seriously. It just, like you said, it has to be a perfect combination, the timing, the motivation, the discipline, it's gotta be like this perfect combination for you to truly get to that next level of consistency. Folks, I'm here in the Black Bull Markets trading floor and I'm surrounded by their customer support agents who are ready to take your calls, emails, or live chat 24-7. Now, if you're a newbie or experienced trader, you know your trading's in good hands. Yeah, it is funny, isn't it? It's, it's all these little things that you don't... People just think it is sitting in front of the chart and pressing the button, but it's all the things to get you to the chart, yeah, to get yeah. you pressing that button, you know, and, and doing the analysis first and the... It's all that stuff. Pressing the button yeah. is easy. You're doing it like a million times a day on a on a mouse or whatever. If you <laughs> yeah. trade with your phone, like you you do. Um, yeah, yeah. So so uh, okay. So how did you how did you overcome that sort of procrastination to getting into it? I mean, what did you start off with? Like a were you trading your own money back then or, or what? So I I stayed simulating for an entire year. So even after the amount of time, so there was time where I'd spent just learning. But even after that, I had. And I, and I am coming to find that that, it, that does show an incredible amount of discipline because I don't know many people that actually spend a year simulating. No, people want to go right to the money. They want to get right in that live account. So I think I did at least have a little bit of an edge in that part of, I did have the, the patience and the discipline to say, you know what, I can spend an entire year simulating. Like that's fine. And mm-hmm. then once I did see the consistency, you know, in the simulated markets, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. And by that point, you know, it had been like, 
it would have been two years now, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'd say about two years of, okay, I've, I've got at least the strategy down. I mean, by two years, you've got to have something down. And then I had enough saved up. So I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to go live. And the very first time going live, I took, I took loss after loss. I didn't blow an account, but I took too many losses and I had to have like the realization that, okay, you're not ready for this. You can't do this. And that's okay. It stung. It stung really bad. I remember like just crying in my bed for a few hours. I was like, man, I truly have to go back to simulating for a little while. And, and, and what do you think was the, the sort of genesis for the, the demise well, the mini demise. Oh, there. just that real money. When you're seeing real dollars, like go into your pocket and then disappear. It's just, it's too much going on, especially for the first time. It was very hard to regulate the emotions. I was feeling like incredibly excited. The adrenaline was high going into the live markets for the first time. I mean, I guess you got to experience it at least for the first time to be able to regulate it. But I, I didn't have that quite regulated. So I'd, I'd immediately see red and I'd be like, okay, we need to get out. Or I'd see like a hundred bucks. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah, let's take a hundred bucks. So it just, the strategy was out the window. It was all emotion. It was all emotion. <laughs> so getting past that was, I'd say one of the hardest parts, but having the, the self-awareness to be like, okay, you know what? Let's go back to simulating. That's okay. That's okay. Let's just try again. Let's make sure we got the strategy down. And it wasn't, it wasn't even a few months later till I was like, okay, we're back live. And now we're going to start to build this consistency. And it took, I'd say even then there was, there was a struggle, but I'd say three years of live trading. Did it take to actually get consistent to truly remove emotion, to have the, the emotional regulation down detachment from the market and pure strategy. I think it truly took me three years. And did you, did you sort of notice a, a sort of physical shift in yourself when you say that emotional, you know, at the start you had that adrenaline and high emotion strategy out the window. Did you actually one day sort of go, man, I seek, I'm just, there's nothing, I don't feel anything. <laughs> did, was that, did that ever happen? <laughs> there's been days where I realize it, even actually, even this past weekend, just the numbers mean less. You're a little bit more numb to them. Like the numbers are much bigger, you know, that I'm trading now versus in the past. And and I I truly, even today specifically, I'm having coffee with my mom and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm in drawdown a significant amount, but it's within my parameters and my strategy that I'm okay with this. And it's weird. It's a little bit strange that there's no there's no connection to that. And I even, you know, would find myself thinking the same things with, you know, smaller amounts of money, but in different, different times in my life. But it never felt like a like a switch. It was just like a random time where I'd be like, "Oh, wow!" There's just I would realize it, but it would it would have already been there. And I'm guessing this was like days before prop firms and, and stuff like that were readily oh, okay, available. Yeah. So, so I mean, how did you how did you progress from I suppose a, an employee at an organization, assuming you work for somebody, to a full time trader back then before this you know ability to get like large large amounts of capital that you can yeah trade on um. And I don't, I even to this day still don't have any experience with prop firms. So I'm, I'm, they're still so new to me and even trying to adjust my strategy to abide by these rules and regulations are incredibly difficult. So I'm actually, to be honest, when we get more into that, I, I'd, I'd probably get more insight from you because I'm, I'm still so new to it and even trying to adjust my strategy in itself. But I, I've been trading a personal account for this, the entirety of my trading career. And I think as an influencer, I did truly want to try prop firm trading because my audience, most of them trade prop firms. So it would, it seems fair if I could truly give an honest, 
you know, effort or an honest opinion or review on a prop firm. But if if they could understand that I, I just don't have any experience with it and I actually have to adjust the strategy that I've been using for the past eight years. So this is a whole new speed bump for me, <laughs> a whole new set of cards here. Because what, what is it specifically about the strategy that makes it hard to trade on a prop firm? And I'm guessing it could be something to do with the risk management or the stop loss or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yes, all of the above. It's right. So with with the trend lines in support and resistance, it's incredibly dynamic. So it is all in accordance to where the price is in conjunction to the trend lines. So if it's closer to one of my trend lines, the risk is going to be a lot less. If it's farther away from one of my trend lines, this is going to be a higher risk trade. I mean, I can either, you know, pass on the trade, but for the most part, I'm like, I get into the trade and I just know this one's going to be more high risk. And those types of trades I can't take on a prop account. And there's, you know, time limits and profit targets, which are all new to me because when my uncle had taught me, he was like, listen, we're going to get into the market and we're not going to try to just be happy with 200 bucks. We're going to let this trade play out, let the entirety of the trade play out, regardless of the amount of money that you're making, the amount of shares that you're in, you know, whether it's smaller or higher, we're just going to look at the price and let the trade play out. So it was very weird for me to grasp, like, okay, I have to reach a target every day or at the end of the month. And I've, I've never had that. I just try to take, you know, what I can from the market, get in and get out, let the trade play out. If it works amazing. If it doesn't, I, you know, I know where my risk is, or I know where my stop loss is going, but it's, it's too dynamic to incorporate with the prop firm. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And, and um, okay. So let's dive back into that sort of journey yeah. to, to profitability. So you, you know, you took the second sim break, you came back in, you're feeling more confident. I mean, how did things progress from there? Was there a, a kind of a moment where you f- you thought, hang on a sec, I've got this now. And were you able to maintain it after that? I would say it was more of, I guess so. It was, it still wasn't like a day where the light went off, but it was just like this slow progression of like confidence in the trading. Now I could see my entries were getting much better and I could visually see the confidence in my strategy on the entry of the trade itself. So if, you know, if price crosses a trend line and I can see an immediate entry, or if price pulls back and retest and I can see an entry right on the retest, I can see the confidence in my strategy exactly where I'm getting into these trades. So I can see it, you know, kind of progress. And what's cool about the being able to go from a nine to five or a job to full-time trader, I think what also gave me the edge, I mean, there's always like, there has to be a perfect combination for all of these things, not only to make it as a trader, but now to go from, you know, nine to five to full-time trader. So I was already incredibly entrepreneurial. So I was, you know, at one point, yes, I was working at restaurants. Um, I was working at the YMCA, uh, a lot of like, you know, nine to five gigs. But when I finally made the transition to entrepreneur, then it made that transition easier to full-time trader. So now I'm already working for myself. I'm working at home, whether that's, you know, I learned how to code websites. I learned how to do marketing. So I was doing lots of things from home to where it made it easier to make that transition. So now at one point, my training became my biggest source of income and not just these websites or these little marketing gigs. So I think that truly helped instead of going right from clocking in and clocking out to full-time trader, there's like this little in-between that helps. Mm. And I think, yeah, especially with the, uh, the without the prop firm support, there does need to be that in between, right? Because otherwise, you know, it's your own capital that you've had to work for yes. and save up for, which yes. is, you know, most people are going to, if they're going to save a hundred grand, it's going to take them a while, right? A, right. a good number of years. Uh, so, okay, cool. And so there was no one one specific time or, or day, just gradual, which I think is kind of common. Now, yeah. let's dive into some of the um, 
some of the specific aspects about your trading. So like, I mean, what pairs are you trading at the moment? Um, so I'm not doing any pairs. So it's not Forex. So it's just the futures market. So oil is my main, uh, I want. I almost wanted to say pair, my main instrument <laughs> that I'm trading. Oil, um, gold, I'm watching closely. I've, I've had a, an interesting relationship with gold. I've kind of, I'll maybe not trade it for two months or three months and then I'll trade it all month. Um, if I can see really good price action, I'll be, I'll be in it. Um, and then my, one of my best months was actually the very first week of that best month. I traded gold all week and it was like back to back to back. It was incredible. I was like, man. And I immediately was like, you know what, let's just take a little break from gold because things are going too well, too well. <laughs> um, but oil, gold, and then the indices, um, oil is going to be my main one that I trade, but I am always watching the others. I'm always watching gold, the NASDAQ, the Dow and the S and P. Uh, there are times where I'll experiment with corn. That was a fun one, uh, or platinum. So there's times where I'll experiment with other ones, but my main yeah. ones are going to be oil, gold, and the indices. And, uh, before we get into sort of like some stats around what you do, what about like, so you talked about swing trading and, you know, I suppose day trading and yep. that's, excuse the pun, swing between both. Um, <laughs> how did that happen? Where did you so, start? Where'd you end? What, what are you doing now? I started on a five minute time frame. That's what my uncle taught me on five minute time frame. He said, you know what, you can, you can kind of wiggle in within that. Maybe you can do a four minute or a six minute, you, you know, make it a random time. He was very adamant also about um, the market makers, uh, you know, the people manipulating the price. He always had this conspiracy, which at the time I thought was goofy. I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. But now I'm like, hmm. You know, now that I'm seeing stop losses, I'm seeing my stop loss here. And the fact that it got right to the stop loss at the penny, like, come on, come on. It, it's it's comical at this point. But yes, um, I'll be honest. I lost train of thought. What was the question? <laughs> oh, sorry. The question was around swing trading versus like day oh. trading. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I okay. thought you'd lost train so, of thought there as well. <laughs> <laughs> the it was, it was the five minute time frame. That's what I have most experience with. So I want to say like the first five years of my trading was in the five minute time frame. And so I'm very used to it. I get, you know, there's tons of fluctuation. There's volatility within the day. And there's multiple opportunities to capitalize on the price movement within the day. I, but I experimented with a one hour during the same time that I was experimenting with futures. And I just saw so much success that I was like, okay, this, this is maybe this is my time frame. Cause I, at that point I've realized that, okay, maybe strategies are different for each people. Maybe my uncle uses his strategy a little bit different. So I was like, okay, maybe the one hour is it for me. So I saw the most success and this very well could have been a, a combination of things. Maybe I'm just getting better at the strategy. Maybe I, you know, the confidence, maybe futures is it for me. It could have been a combination of things, but I saw my most success with the one hour. So I stuck with the one hour. And then this year specifically, I was like, okay, let's try swing trading. Now let's try the four hour. Let's try the daily. And I felt like I was, you know, maturing as a trader. If I was to move up into the higher timeframes, that's what made sense to me. And making the decision to swing trading, I actually did on my own. So I didn't consult my uncle. I was just like, let's try this. And then I, yet again, saw the most success I've had in trading. So I'm like, okay, maybe swing trading is it for me. But then I go, you know, I go finally talk to him about swing trading. He's like, mm, I don't know. And I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know either. So it's, it's a very interesting thing, you know, getting advice from other people and, and taking what you can, but also I, I've got clear results of my swing trading. So I'm going to, I think I may stick it out for the rest of the year and at least just analyze all this data. Okay. All of my success, all of my trades, my profitability, my, I mean, I have Tradezilla now. Have you heard of Tradezilla? I, I saw it on your stuff. So it's like a journaling tool, is it? 
Yeah. yeah. It's the first time I've ever had a sort of journaling tool. So to be able to see all of these stats is freaking fascinating to me. So by the end of the year, and I do this at the end of each month too, is I'll just, okay, let's take a look at how our month went. You know, what, what do all these winners have in common? What do all the losers have in common? So I think truly I'm going to stick to swing trading, even though maybe I'll place a day trade or two within that, but I have truly seen the most success I've had with my trading to date with swing trading. So it only makes sense to at least continue it out for the rest mm, of the year and, mm. and really analyze everything that I've done. Folks, just jumping in here now that we're talking about trade journaling, if you are looking for a trade journal, then check out my new sponsor, Swift Journal. It's fully automated. They also come with a trade copier, right? So you get a trade copier and a trade journal at the same time. It works on MT4, MT5, brokers or prop firms, it doesn't matter. And there is a coupon code that's gonna get you 10% off, which is all one word, trading up. Go and check them out. The links are in the description. All right, let's get back on with the show. And and so like I mean very different styles five one and uh, four hour trading, what, what how did that impact your routine your life sort of you know oh. time at the charts that sort of thing I mean what oh it's can been you talk great. us through because that, that's that's a it's a big game big change right yeah very much so and even going from five minute to one hour was incredibly difficult for me I would find myself going back to the five minutes so quick like when I started to feel weird about a trade I'd go right back to the five minute. Let's like, let's really, you know, micro adjust this trade or like micromanage this trade, look at the five minute. And then to finally have the the discipline to stay in the one hour that, you know, this is my entry. This is, I'm placing my trade in the one hour. I'm letting this trade play out in the one hour. My trend lines are in the one hour, stay in the one hour. So to have that discipline to stay was tricky. And that took a while. And going from one hour to four hours, even more of a jump. And I would say, but what it's done for my trading is amazing. So less chart time, oh, it's the greatest. A lot less chart time. I could go days without looking at my chart because none of my alerts are going off. You know, prices maybe, maybe it's ranging, it's traveling in between, you know, support and resistance or supply and demand, or maybe it hasn't even crossed a trend line or it's following along. So there's there are absolutely times where I don't have to look at the charts and it's the coolest thing. I, I actually I love the freedom of just being able to only look at my charts when my alerts go off, which is a cool thing about trading view. Yeah. And that's something that I've actually incorporated with my trading that my uncle hasn't. So he's pretty tried and true on his platform that he's been trading on for, you know, however many years that's, that's trade station. I was, you know, I'm a techie kind of person. I'm like, listen, I, I like all the new software, all the new platforms, all the new apps, like I'll take it and I'll try it. And I finally, and it took me a little while too, but I got into trading view, found out that I could connect my broker to trading view, then found out I could set alerts on my trend lines. And I was like, Whoa, this is a game changer. So yeah. that. It's it's a lot less chart time though. In so many words, the swing trading is the coolest for especially for my lifestyle now that I'm a lot more busy. It's it's it makes perfect sense to just have a lot less chart time. And so when you're doing the 5 minute, how many hours a day were you sitting at the charts? Hours. Oh, hours. Hours and hours. Um I would trade multiple sessions if I didn't have much going on that day. So I found myself very easily getting consumed and by that point, when you're looking at the charts for so long, you start to see things that aren't actually there. You're like, oh, maybe this is a move. Maybe this is it. Maybe I should get in. And or you're it could be boredom. It could be. So there's a lot of things that there's pros and cons for sure. But I found myself not not having the best amount of you know discipline and or the best psychology when I sat and stared at my screen for hours on end. And when you're diving into these, um, sorry, when you're uh, trading the four-hour chart, or I suppose any chart, and you're setting these alerts, so you're not really waiting for a four-hour candle to close before you get in. You're just like, if it hits the trend line, I'm in. Is that how it works? Well, if it will cross the trend line, then I'm in. 
And okay, for the most part, if you close above the trend line or just cross it, just crosses the trend line. Now yeah. I'll at least give it a little while. Now, if maybe if you look better on the five minute or the 30 minute or the 15 minute, maybe at that point, the, the candle has already closed on the other side, but I'm, I'm not too concerned about the, the lower time frame. So keeping that discipline on, okay, I'm going to stay in the four hour. I don't need to know what the one hour is doing. It's tempting. It's very tempting. And I still find myself doing it occasionally, but I got to stay in the four hour. If, if I'm truly trading the four-hour time frame and I'm drawing these trend lines on the four-hour time frame, then I only care what happens on the four-hour time frame. But yes, so I'm entering upon break. Right. Okay. And so by the time you get the alert, I'm just sort of trying to get to the minutia here. You get the alert on your phone. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you to not, to get into the trade? And does it actually matter given the fact there's four-hour candles? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I could I could see the alert. And maybe five minutes later, whether maybe I'm on a phone call or I'm doing something, it doesn't have to be, you know, instantaneous. I get the alert. Oh, I got to get in. So it's it's a lot more relaxed. And my entries, they don't have to be so particular. It feels very, it just feels right. It's it's very odd, but it's not so precise because the market isn't. There's no guarantee. It's probability. There's no precision. There's no formula, A plus B equals C. So it just feels right to get in, not have to be rushed into a position you know, see price breaking out of, you know, maybe a four hour daily trend line. You're like, okay, this, this could be it. Maybe we're, you know, changing our our direction. Let's get into the position. So it doesn't have to be, you know, instantaneous, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. And and so like in terms of risk per trade or, you know, as personal accounts or what kind of percentage are you working with? So it's, I never calculate the percentage. It's based on, do you mind if I show you a chart? Uh, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll jump into a video after this and you can walk us through the price chart and, and show us on a separate video. So yeah, well, you, as you're saying. So as I was saying, it's all in conjunction to where the price is in accordance to the trend line. So if the price is, if you can visualize this, so I always have a downward trend line and an upward trend line, and I'm trying to find which one is the true trend, which one is it truly going to follow? And the opposing trend line, the one that gets crossed, is going to be the one. Okay, obviously this isn't this isn't the trend that it's following along. So the opposing trend line is where I call this my safety line. So this is where my stop loss goes on the other side of. So if we can visualize an upward trend line and it just got broken, the downward trend is going to be the one keeping me safe. So that's where my stop loss goes on the other side of, and it trails along it. Mm-hmm. Now, as long as the yes, so as long as the price stays along that downward trend, I'm safe. I'm happy. Now it's just the only matter is, okay, when the price has crossed the opposing trend line, how close is it to the downward trend line? If it's very close, my risk is so small because if it, you know, if it breaks out of the downward trend, then I'm fine. Deal's over. But if I get in and the price is incredibly far away from the line keeping me safe, this is going to be a higher risk trade. So the percentage is different every time, just depending on when it crosses. So I just have to realize that when I get into the trade, if I get in and it's very far away from, you know, my line that's keeping me safe, I'll either get in with a smaller amount of contracts or I'll just get in and say, okay, you know what? This is going to be a higher risk trade. So if this doesn't work out, I'm going to have to give up a good chunk of money. So it's, I've never done, and this may be unconventional, but it's never been like a specific set percentage. Yeah, I get, I get you. Okay. I, I see, see what you're doing now. And it's interesting <laughs> okay. that you do move the stop along the trend line. I mean, is that uh, every candle or like, so every four hours you need to go in and update it or how um, does that work? 
it, it it won't ever have to be every four hours just because there could be there could be three or four candles and it's you know it hasn't moved too much mm. you know far away so it'll just be when I see that price is far enough in my in my favor that I'll I'll just scoot it down but it's never it's never been like okay each candle I'll scoot it down and it doesn't when when I say trailing it's just you know whenever I move it it's not necessarily automatically trailing yeah. along that trend line but for the most part if I can visually see that okay I'm enough. I'm in enough profit and I need to move this stop loss a little bit down closer to that trend line. that's keeping me safe. Then I'll move it. Okay. And so do you often get sort of kicked out of a trade when, you know, uh, instead of the full loss, you're getting a smaller loss, but a store loss. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if the, if the price is very close to that line, keeping me safe and then it crosses it, I mean, it could happen within the same four hours. I'm like, okay, kicked out, but that wasn't, you know, wasn't a very big loss. Bummer. didn't work out. It was probably a fake out. And I think what a lot of people can't quite understand with the the strategy with trend lines is the fake outs. People are just like, there are so many fake outs. Like there's no way you could be profitable with fake outs, but it's just a matter of making sure that if the fake outs happen, I've just got to have my risk. So I just need to know how much I'm giving up and I got to be prepared for the fake out. And mm. so what keeps me safe is that safety line. So as long as it can stay along it, I'm I'm happy and I'm safe and price is traveling. I'm just, as long as it stays below that trend line or above, depending on which direction we're going in, I'm safe and I'm happy. But as soon as if that fake out happens and then that line that I have gets crossed, I'm no longer safe. What's cool is what my uncle would show me is he would put a piece of paper on the screen and he would say, okay, if you can't see the price, you have no idea how far it's going to go. So this was, it was very cool things for him to show me. If So if you know the safety line that we had got mm -hmm. crossed and you don't know how far price is going, you don't know if it just peaked out, you're not safe. You're not okay. So he essentially was telling me, okay, if your safety line gets crossed, you just don't know how far it could go or how far against you. Yeah. If, so just to know, to understand that that line truly is the line keeping you safe, keeping your capital, allowing you to be consistent, allowing you to be able to trade another day. It was essentially my risk management. So that was one thing that he truly was like adamant about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because I mean, trend lines are, you know, some people – Love them. I mean, some people love them, then hate them. I'm kind of that person yeah. where it's like, ah, oh, trend lines are great. And then all of a sudden it's just like, I don't get them anymore. They don't work. Um, oh, yes. In consolidation, it's it's a nightmare. When you're in a range, oh gosh, it's it's not fun for me either. So so is there, uh, is there some kind of discretion involved in terms of like, you know, picking out ranges or trends or yeah. choosing which markets able, look better than others? Yeah. Being able to identify the range as soon as possible is, is key. I mean, if you get in if so many times and you get hit out each way, you're like, okay, well, we're not picking a direction here. So we need to, you know, let the market consolidate, see if we can break out of these areas. Um, absolutely doing my research on an instrument is pretty important. So going back, you know, I like to look at the highest time frame I can, look at the chart and see, okay, is does this look like it's got, you know, clean price action? Does this actually, when it is trending, does it trend for a while? Or does it consolidate for a while? So I like to do my research for sure on an instrument before I trade it. And what I'll do essentially is I'll, I'll start in the highest time frame that I can. Maybe it's a monthly and I'll draw, you know, some basic trend lines and see, okay, overall, is this trending? Even from, you know, day one to now, is this trending? And then I'll, you know, scoot into maybe a, a daily time frame. And then I'll work my way down. If, if I was trading the five minute, I'd go from the highest time frame down to the five minute, draw my trend lines and just see, okay, does this have clean price action? Does this, when it's trending, does it trend when it's in consolidation and it breaks out, you know, is it, is it clean essentially? And if it's not, if it's got gaps, like that's just not something I'd be too interested in trading. Do you ever get like situations where you go, this is just like perfect. 
it's so clean it's so perfect oh, and yeah. then you're like bang in you go and stop out straight away do you ever have that oh yeah absolutely so <laughs> it'll be like where i get i get even double confirmation so i'll have a trend line broken and an area of support broken or resistance whatever it may be you know depending on what direction it breaks out of and it'll just look incredible and oil does this occasionally and i, I have to be you know aware of it because it, it truly does sometimes and it'll it'll frustrate me but it is what it is i I don't have that resentment towards it, but I'll, I'll see. It just looks clean. Upward trend line, broken, you know, line of support, broken. It's just going and then no. And then yeah. it doesn't work out. You're <laughs> it's like, like, hmm, well. you, gotta, you sort of wonder, like, do people, do people like almost go, oh, everyone's going to see that. We're going to screw them. <laughs> I mean, oh, you, you, you got you got to wonder, you know, um, especially when it's perfect, because I've had it happen many a time. Now, what about um, risk to reward on these trades? What is, it might be difficult to work out with your high and low risk kind of stuff, but have yeah. you got sort of a gauge on this? Um, so what I have come to find is with trading prop firms. So my strategy, if I can find a, a closer take profit, it seems to work a little bit better because I'm this, and this is still the experimental phase, trying to incorporate my strategy with these, you know, parameters and these take profits and goals and targets. But I find that if I bring my take profit and find an area of, you know, whether it's support or resistance or just a level that price has gotten to, it's more likely to get to and turn around. I just, I find that to be more successful with the prop firm trading. But with my trading and with the strategy my uncle showed me, it was all dependent on this, um, this one phrase, don't know, don't care. And as long as the price is continuing in the trend or the direction that you're, you're in. So if it's, you know, if you're in a long position and this is trending up, as long as it stays in that trend, you don't care. You're going to stay in that trade for the entirety of the trend. And then mm -hmm. finally, when that trend line is broken and it's no longer safe, it's crossed your safety line, you're out. So that could be days from now. That could be the same day. Or that could be, you know, maybe you got a month long where it's just it's just trending up. Now, those are very rare. I would love yeah. those, obviously. But <laughs> he his motto was to just let that trade play out in its entirety. Just, just capitalize on that full trend. So now I, I, I find myself, you know, closing just because I'm up, you know, 10K or 5K or $1,000. So I'll close it short. And that's something that I, I, even to this day, you know, eight years of trading this strategy, I got to work on. I got to let the trade play out in its entirety because that's truly where I excel. And that's where he has gotten to where he has because he has the, the patience and the emotional regulation mm -hmm. to let a trade play out for its entirety. And I think that's what a lot of traders probably struggle with is just letting the trade play out. <laughs> Tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts? Introducing my Robot Builders Club. With our platform, you can build bots in minutes, not weeks, without any coding required. Get lifetime access to my video course, VIP community, and over 40 ready-made robots. Works with MT4 or MT5, and as a bonus, you'll get three months access to my Robot Lab, where we build and test bots on live calls every week. Join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter, not harder. Click the link in the description to learn more, get the free training, and download a free robot. Uh, yeah, and, and, and at that point, would you be like just trailing your stop on that trend line that's keeping it in, in check? So as soon as it hits it, it's out. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, okay. It's uh, it's interesting. Hey, so so the there's a video dropping on my channel tonight actually, which is a trend line. A guy uh, Richard Nass has done a 30 minute thing on how you draw trend lines. Okay. Have you got a have you got a specific way in which you draw the trend lines? And are they sort of is that the same way you do it every single time? Um, 
as far as like how many touch points or like the things like that yeah touch points and that in where you what points you pick and all that sort of stuff yeah um so i always try to use so it starts with um kind of doing your research essentially on the instrument so you want to make sure that you're seeing from start to 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 date you know price action so you want to at least mark up your trends on as much information as you can and i i keep calling it just doing my research because you truly want to see okay what has this thing done in the past so that you kind of get an idea for what it may do in the future? So marking up your chart on the full amount of data as you can. Maybe it's a monthly, maybe it's a weekly, maybe it's probably going to be a monthly or a weekly time frame just to see that full amount of data. So drawing those trend lines, it could be, it, it'll be all visual. So if you see, if you go into a monthly time frame and you see it's trending down, but it's only got, you know, two touch points, two of these times where price shot up and then turned around. If that's all you have to work with, then that's truly the only amount of touch points that you have to work with. So I kind of apply that same concept to these smaller timeframes. So if I now move into a four hour and I see that we are recently trending up and we've only got two touch points, then that's okay with me. I'm still okay with the two touch points, but obviously that's the minimum. You got to have at least a, uh, you know, two touch points to point A and point B. Otherwise you, you don't have any idea if this is, you know, trending or not. Yeah. And and what about like a winning percentage? I know you saw your uh, month of May, which was like a four point something three six or something profit factor, which is yeah. phenomenal. Um, oh, what yeah, what is what does your typical winning rate look like? Um, I would say to be honest, I don't have that number, but let me see. Do you mind if I log into Tradezilla and just see like maybe you know Go this year it. what we're looking Go at? Go for yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so we've got seven months worth of data. We're looking at a Profit factor of 1.55. That's solid. That's at, solid. Okay. We're looking at a win rate of 55.83. Not bad. And a average win to loss 1.8. I also don't uh, know. Don't know what that means. <laughs> but that average win to loss. Okay. And then it's we have a trade Zella score too, which I don't. Okay. It's it's a combination of win percentage, profit factor, and average win loss. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, that that's um that's interesting. I mean, it's great. Seven months worth of data. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. And what one point one five five is profit factor is pretty good. So, um, right. Let's dive into a couple more questions here, and we're going to wrap this baby up. So, uh, mindset related. Do you have any sort of special tips and tricks that you share with people that follow you and that sort of thing to help them? get them the right mindset or get over mindset issues, especially given the fact you've done lower and higher timeframes. Right, right. I would say um, what has really truly helped me mindset wise has been very self-aware. That's one common denominator that I've found is being truly self-aware of the emotions that you're feeling as soon as they rise up, um, when you're feeling strange about a loss, strange about a win. Um, if you're even just finding yourself being too, attached to this trade. I think that truly has, has helped me have my edge, you know, at least psychologically, um, to just know when to cut myself off, um, when to be done with a trade, when to close a trade. If I'm in, you know, drawdown or in profit and I feel myself, you know, immediately feeling strange about this trade, maybe I'm trying to micromanage it. Maybe I'm, I'm feeling like, do I need to close this? And when it is not involved in the strategy whatsoever, I just know, okay, I'm being self-aware. I'm being either emotional with this trade. I'm, you know, putting too much attachment to it. Maybe I, I want this one trade to be the one. As soon as I feel feelings like that, I'm like, no, we need to cut ourselves off. So having this self-awareness 
to know, okay, I'm feeling strange about this trade and that's okay. Got to cut myself off, maybe having some things in, you know, in place or in practice that you do when you start to feel these emotions. But self-awareness has been like my, my number one go-to for sure. Mm. And I think a lot of, a lot of guys out there struggle with that kind of thing. And I think women tend to be able to bring it, you know, bring it out a little bit easier. I mean, just on a sort of on that note, I mean, what about like, how do you feel as a, as a female in the trading industry, which is heavily male dominated? I mean, look at my stats and it's like 96% of the viewers (laughs) and stuff are are male. Um, I mean, how does that all sort of play with, with what you do and, and how you sort of see that fitting? So what's cool is, I mean, this is, this is my own journey. So regardless of who you are, it's just you and the charts, but this is something that I did talk to my uncle about, you know, this past, not last weekend, but the weekend before when I went to go visit him, I was like, listen, there are not many women that do this. And he's like, you know, it's similar to like construction. There's a reason why, you know, women are not in the construction industry. They don't, I don't know if it's, you know, having to exert this amount of like strength, whatever it may be, you know, why are there not many women in construction? And it's like, okay, well, I'm trying to wrap my head around why there aren't many women in finance. And I'm like, if it's, if it's not, you know, a test of strength or, you know, what, what do we not have? That's kind of like getting us into this, this realm or this industry. And it's, I'm, I've got to do some research and I'm, I'm truly fascinated. And, you know, I'll have conversations with other women, you know, what, what they're thinking. It's a small percentage of us that are in trading, but to see, you know, how they're handling it or what their thoughts are and to just see, you know, what are the statistics? And it's, I think it just could be the fact that in a traditional relationship, you know, women aren't the ones that handle the finance. So maybe the being able to accept, you know, uncertainty or losses or probability is maybe not something that's quite, you know, ingrained into women. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. And it's, it's something that I still truly have got to figure out myself, but I'm, mm. maybe it requires, you know, that a type personality or the the entrepreneurial mindset or the acceptance of probability. It, it could be a combination of things, but as to why there aren't many women, I'm just still not sure. Cause it's not something that we have to exert like exactly. strength or, yeah. or masculinity. It's yeah. so strange. It is strange. It is. I mean, it's um. And anecdotally, I've heard that you know women tend to be better traders than men for some for right. whatever reason. It could be the emotional side of it. It could be um, just the the discipline or the you know ability to follow rules a bit better or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> interesting to chat about. Now, um, we're going to jump into a quick fire round and then wrap this thing up. So before we do. If you had to give somebody one thing to master over the next month, what would it be? Mm, um, it would be consistency with one strategy. Do not hop around. Just try one strategy as long as you can. We'll do it for the whole month. Spend that entire month trading this one strategy. Don't incorporate other indicators, other methods, other ideas. Try this one strategy for the entirety of the month and then see what you know results that gives you. I think that is just building consistency with one thing is huge. Yeah. And it's, and it sounds simple, right? And it's probably one of the <laughs> hardest things for people to do. Right? And no, if, anyone, <laughs> if anyone does it, chuck it in the comments and yes. let us know what you did and send a link to your MyFix book or whatever, showing us that month with the one strategy. Right. Uh, oh gosh. I it's bet a it challenge. Would be incredible. <laughs> it's a challenge. Right. Um, question, a quick fire round. How long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? <sighs> Three, four-ish years. What's your favorite entry setup? 
Um, double confirmation when a trend line gets broken and an area of support and resistance. What strategies do you use to exit or manage your trades? Purely trend lines and support and resistance. <laughs> uh, do you have a recommended trading book or resource? Uh, I have Tradezilla. Is that what you mean? Uh, it's a it's a resource. It's a good resource because it's your tra own trading journal, essentially, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Or my uncle. I can call him. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about, uh, what's your preferred broker and trading platform? Look, folks, I know you want the answer to this question. Which broker is this trader using? Now, the answer has been sponsored by Black Bull Markets. So to find the answer out, you're going to need to go over to tradingnut.com, find the show notes page for this guest, and then all will be revealed. Do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Oh, yeah. I doubled down on a losing position and didn't have a stop loss and it really hurt. <laughs> and I finally had to just say purely on the amount I was losing that I had to get out of this. It was um, a 7,000, like 7,500 ish loser. Uh, it probably was oil, but it was the fact that I just I doubled down on the loser was just the worst idea I could have done. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe if I, you know, double down here and it pulls back halfway, okay, we'll be all right. It, it did nothing of the sort. <laughs> okay and now last question of the show now this is a bit of a weird one i've never ever asked this before and i think you're the person to ask it to what do you think my zodiac sign is oh all right i am gonna say a you're an incredible listener so I'm, I'm trying to put some things together here i don't think it's a taurus uh i'm gonna say maybe a pisces okay what do you think my animal is Oh, all right. Um, well, there's quite a plethora of animals, but I would say maybe it's a, um, I'm going to say a stingray. Oh, no. Oh, neither? it's a, no, neither of those, <laughs> neither of those. I asked you because okay, well, I, I did my research before and I saw that you're, that was one of your things. So, um, it. it's a, it's an earthworm. I'm an, uh, no way. an earthworm. Yeah. What? Oh my God. <laughs> no figure. Yeah, how's an earthworm <laughs> even a thing? Uh, oh, well. Um, okay, right. Before we wrap up, what's the best way for our traders to get hold of you? Um, either Instagram at Tory.trades or YouTube, Tory Trades, or even Twitter, Tory Trades. <laughs> Okay, brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Tori for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with all those links, are in the show notes. To, to find them, simply search for Tori, and that's T-O-R-I in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, there you go. Interview done and dust with Tori. Now, if you do want to find out how she trades uh, her uncle's strategy, and it's not Uncle ICT, uh, we found out. It is just Uncle Mike. And you're going to find out how she trades his strategy uh, on a separate video all you need to do is jump over to the YouTube channel if you're not already here hit subscribe like and that notifications bell and you'll get alerted when it drops alright folks have a great trading week and we'll see you in the next one